On this episode, we talk about phone addiction and device addiction. Also, on the weekend, I went to the Wim Hof seminar and I learned about the Wim Hof method and I had one of the craziest experiences of my life and I thought about that and how it was kind of, it was kind of like an out-of-body experience. It was, it was mad. And then I f- picked up a massive, massive business tip that I really believe is going to help take our business to the next level and I, and I discuss that and I, and I tell everyone about that business tip. Uh, guys, if you listen to this on iTunes, please subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe and then every time we upload a podcast, you'll get a notification. Hello and welcome to the Box Knife Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. And alongside me, I've got Glenn, Mr. Tomato Head Holmes. <laughs> I'm calling him Tomato Head because his head looks like a tomato. What's happening, mate? What's happening? Yeah, uh, so I spent the weekend down in Orange County at Laguna Beach. And today, between 11.30 and about 1 o'clock, fell asleep in the sun. <laughs> Woke up looking like a salmon. That's some real English tourist shit, that No, yeah, I feel like a proper tourist. Like the, a proper Brits abroad. It's funny, because I've been at the beach most of the day to day, and I feel a little bit sunburnt, and I was going to talk about that when I got here. <laughs> then when I seen you come out the car looking took like it, that... Took it to the next level. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> so if you if you listen to this on iTunes, go to YouTube and check it out on YouTube, and you'll see Glenn's big tomato head. Right now I look like a tomato, but tomorrow I'm going to look like a beast. Look like an Italian stallion. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was... Uh, it's, we're recording this now, it's Sunday, it's Mother's Day. And Only I took, in America, not in England. I know, right? It was, yeah, it was weird because my mum's here and I went to, uh, and my wife's English, obviously, so I didn't know, like, do we celebrate American or do we celebrate English? Because it's America. So I went to CVS last night to buy, late last night, at like midnight, to buy some Mother's Day cards. I bought one of each of my daughters. Because you just remembered last minute that it was Mother's of Day. Of course. <laughs> one for each of my daughters. Off one for to me wife, one off me to me wife, and one for me to me. I bought four Mother's Day cards. I bought one <laughs> mum, and I bought four Mother's Day cards. No, it's weird. Isn't it? <laughs> um, so then today I took them uh, to Malibu. Went down, the, went to the beach, went went for some food. And my mum, like I said, she's here from England. She's here for, for like three weeks. Went for some food in some really posh gaff called uh, uh, Garlands, I think it's called, on the beach. It's called oh, Garlands. By Nobu. Yeah, around that area. Yeah. So really flash pay, flash place and <laughs> where I can't remember what we ordered. We ordered uh, I got some shrimps and all that. Anyway, the bill coming it was like two hundred dollars for three of us. Wow! And well, I had two kids as well. And then I was like, "Whoa, that that's too much. That that's that can't believe how much that is." I was like, "Ah, it's all good, man. It's all good. It's Mother's Day, you know, coming out." So uh, I left them a fifty dollar tip. And my mom shouted loud in this posh restaurant, you can't leave that much tip. <laughs> you know, That's like a standard tip, right, on a $200 yeah. bill. Yeah, and you know, because English, you know, I mean, five years ago before I come here, I would've, that would have been like a $2 tip, yeah. you know. But now we've been living here for so long. Big time, yeah. You know, and then, um, oh, I can't remember what the name of this, this, this restaurant was, but it was really, it was really nice. And it's right next to the beach, so we went down the beach after. And one thing that I noticed is, well, I noticed this in the restaurant, is people on the mobile phones. I wanted to make myself aware. I took, I took my daughter to the toilet, and on the way back, walking through the restaurant, I wanted to see how many people were on the mobile phones, probably because I wasn't on mine, right? Yeah. So, and I was looking, and there was a few, and not, not many. I was kind of surprised, like, I thought there would have been more. Over 50%? No, less. Right. Less, probably 15%. But then I walked past the table, and there was two kids on. There was a, a mom and a dad. The mom was about... 45 and the dad was he was about 50 and the kids were about 12 and 
I don't know. Anyway, so and I seen the I seen the both the parents were on the phones and the and the and the kids were clearing in some were crayons. Usually it's the opposite way around. The parents are off the phones and the kids are on uh -huh. the phones. So the parents are not even talking to each other, not talking to the kids now. And, and I walked past and thought, <laughs> you know what I'm like. And I went, like I'm, all, <laughs> I'm a nebby bastard. And I went, I'm gonna try and see what what the what the, she's doing on the phone. So I walked back around and I looked over solar. She's there just on Instagram, just swiping. I'm thinking Oh my God! Look at this Mother's yeah. Day, and yeah. I thought, what the dad's doing on his phone? Uh, so he's for... probably on Tinder. <laughs> we've talked <laughs> about this as well. <laughs> so they went down the beach, and now now I'm talking to my wife and all that, and my mum about look at these people on the phones. And my mum, my mum's just as far as all them. And I went down the beach, and everyone on the beach, Malibu Beach, is just on the phones. It's like, it's like what's that, the that... point of going to the beach? Really? I know, I know, and I mean we bad on our phones. So we can't, we we're not great at it, yeah. but uh, I think I'm I think I'm aware of when I'm on it though. Do you know what I mean? I'm on it yeah. a lot, definitely on it a lot. But I'm I'm aware when I shouldn't be on it, right? And I'm aware when I've been on it for a long time. It, I, that that there's like a little alarm clock. Goes well, off, what right? that I've been is, I've been on my phone too long now. Have a break. Well, or, what that is because like, we I'm in a social setting. I'm like, right, I should definitely not be on it. Just get get rid of it. When we're together, we give each other shit for being on our phones. Right. So that's why we're aware of it, right? Yeah. But where there's people like forty year olds who's not getting shit off anyone, they just think it's it's the norm. Like my mum's on her phone all the time. Yeah. And and she just thinks it's a norm, you know. You try and give when, me shit. When my mum and dad come out here, my dad has no problem just lying around all day in the sun on his iPad from. Minute he gets up, he'll get he'll be on the iPad in bed, get up, <laughs> eat, then go and sit on the sunbed on the iPad until the sun goes down. Wow, on the iPad, serious all day. Like that. All what day? does he do on that? I don't know, Just, like reads newspapers and Aye. Twitter and watches. I don't know, porn. That, yeah. but that, that's that's <laughs> that's what that's what people thinks normal now. I think with with that age and that generation they've got hooked to this social media or not not so, so much social media but these devices and they don't see a problem because they don't see that they're hooked on it yeah if you think of it from for for english people coming out here like from our our culture right, back home the weather's really shit so most people just stay in and watch tv there's like right. huge tv culture in there you just sit in yeah. your house all, all night watching TV. That's what people do. Sit around as families and right. watch TV. I think it's a so big now they've cultural got this. stereotype of, of English people. So when they go on holiday, it's like now technology's allowed them to have TV wherever they go. Yep. So it's like, oh, I'll go. Like my mum comes over here on it. She's on the iPad watching Coronation Street. <laughs> like you've come to LA to watch Coronation Street on your iPad. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? But they, they don't realize it. And I think, I think. My prediction is it's going to be like another two or three years, not even that far away before there's like a big thing in the news about the addiction, about these things well, and I remember, the damages. Uh, uh, we did an early podcast right back at the beginning about Facebook addiction. You remember we did that podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I can't remember what we concluded about it, but it's turning into, instead of just like specific site in addiction, it's just device addiction everything and i'm addicted i know you're addicted and i admit to it and yeah. it, i hate it but if you turn your phone off for a while it's it you feel it's much relieving. better it, yeah. it is it is but when i was down malibu beach today on malibu beach one of the most well it's one of the best beaches around all these parents and the kids and everyone they were just either on the phones playing or taking pictures of selfies and all that shit yeah and uh, 
because I wasn't on my phone, I was watching and, and observing. It, it really made us realise, like, wow, this do you is think it's crazy. Any, do you think it's any different, though? Because when you, when we were kids, if I went on holiday, I was just on my Game Boy all, all the time, for like two weeks straight, just really? on my Game Boy. If I wasn't in the pool, I was on my Game Boy. If I wasn't in the pool, I was on my Game Boy. Yeah. I'd get out of the pool straight on the Game Boy. I've never thought about it like that, but... Or if I'm in the airport you, with your mum and you dad, weren't you're on that the plane, bad. you're on the Game Boy. Surely you, you weren't that bad, but you're a single... Game Boy, I'm showing my age, you know. <laughs> but you're a single child as well. I had, I have a sister, yeah, so, so I would be playing with them or, or getting up no good or whatever. I wasn't that bad on it. But uh, like now, it's mad. And when I seen this today, I was like, oh my God, this is a serious, serious problem because Did... people's not living mm. for now. Or is it a serious problem? Or is this just the way the times is changing? Is this the way it's going to be? I, th I think it's just the way we're living, yeah. I don't see it. Is it a problem the, the, the only or thing, not? The only way I would see it as a problem is when people are consuming media on their device that isn't progressing their brains or developing them as a, as a, a human. Right. Like, you've, like you pointed out, that nanny on the previous podcast just swiping through Tinder. Yeah. That's just a complete waste of time. That's when it's a problem. Well, no, Especially I... when you should be working and it's just, you're just distracted by the addiction of it and the stuff that you are doing on it is not productive. I think Tinder's productive if you're a single bird. <laughs> where where you, something like Instagram, that's not productive, but Tinder's productive. You might get no. laid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know? If you're looking at it that way. No, but I know exactly what you're seeing. I know what, I know what you're seeing. You know what I mean? If you're reading an article about something like amazing that's advancing your brain or you're, you're doing something for work, like making a video on iMovie or right. whatever, if you're doing something productive, I don't think it's a problem. That's just the, the tool that we use now to be productive. Yeah. But I think if you're just watching... I don't, mean, I don't want to sound disrespectful to people, but if you're just watching... EastEnders reruns and Coronation Street and following what Kim Kardashian <laughs> latte she ordered. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's like shit stuff to read and then there's 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 good stuff to read. But that's just probably me being a bit of a snob. But well, um, yeah. I mean, I, I watch the telly all the time every night. I watch a TV show on yeah. Netflix. I'm I'm hooked to that shit. Oh, so I, I have I've I mean stuff. To, I I like that. I know shit. But I'm just gonna watch it just to switch my brain. That's like the what? modern day Coronation Street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Yesterday, so like I said, it's Sunday now, it's Mother's Day. Yesterday, I went to see a guy called Wim Hof. Wim Hof is known as the Iceman. He's got 24 world records. Do you know that? No, I didn't Guinness know Guinness Book World Records. Wow. Uh, he's from uh, Netherlands, right? Yeah, he's from over there. And one, one of his, his, well, his most famous world records is he walked up uh, Mount Everest in a pair of shorts, which is unbelievable. Why? <laughs> I mean, first question: Why? Just, just so he could, I think. Um, so he was. I looked into him a little bit before I went there, and he was. Wife died. I think she committed suicide and left him with his four kids. And he was depressed, and he had no purpose in life. And uh, uh, and some for some strange reason, he thought I'll jump in a bucket of ice and that'll make us feel better. But it did. <laughs> and it does. Though, it's true. It's like yeah. quick, quickly like ups your mood fast. Well, Ryan Munsey like, said that on the podcast. If you if you're feeling bad and you're feeling down he says the be best thing to do is go and jump in a in a cold shower and because that, because that uh you get a sense of achievement by challenging yourself to do that right but that's kind of different to the way wim hoffton so that, our first that ryan Munsey episodes in the archives by the way if anyone wants to yeah listen to that yeah it's a good and i heard of wim hoff through aubrey marcus aubrey marcus is the owner of honored uh and <laughs> and i'd seen that aubrey 
hired Wim to come to his house and do a thing there and he filled his swimming pool full of ice. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen that. There's I, a video of it. I think at this time he posted on Instagram, but he, he filled his swimming pool full of ice and he had all these people come in. But, so he, that's what he does. He gets, uh, he gets your body to recover through ice and it's supposed to reset your brain. It's so cold. here's my question, because ice baths and, and cryotherapy and all that's been a non common method for reducing inflammation right. and recovery for a while, right? So what's he doing different with ice to standard right. methods of recovery? He's, his thing is, I would say it, it's more about the breathing than the ice. He can... Because that's how I first heard about him, like I mentioned on a previous podcast. I heard him through Ben Greenfield's podcast. Right. And he was mentioning him about the breathing. I had no idea about the ice stuff. I just thought he was a breathing tip guy. Yeah, I think I think the, the breathing and the, the ice goes hand in hand because it shows you met, well, we learned methods how to get in the ice uh, the ice bath with breathing and all that. But his, his breathing technique so, is, is crazy. So anyway, I walk, walk into this big room. I've never done anything like this before in my life. Went somewhere by myself just something random like this, but I thought I'm gonna do it. I wanna, I wanna. Have... You were trying to get me to go. You were like saying, get get down there. Check I know, it out, but you wouldn't spend the two hundred dollars to go. So you know, <laughs> I've got work to do. So I walk, first. I walked in the room and I seen him. I was I was early, uh, one of the first people there, and he was there. And uh, when I walked in, he, he smiled and like he waved at us. And so I went over. He gave us a big hug and hey, how are you and all that. And yeah. Get a let's get a picture and he got a picture with him. He didn't know who I was, obviously. I was like, Didn't wow. know you were like a mega celebrity. Didn't know, I was a big time. <laughs> no, he had no idea who I was. But the energy that I felt off him and how welcome him, he made us feel, I was like, whoa, this, this guy's got a certain type of aura around him. Like, it was great. And then after I left him, he'd done the same with every person. Yeah. There must have been 800 people there. Right. Which prolonged the time of the revenge because he was getting pictures and talking to everyone. Yeah. But what a great guy and what a great... Great energy he had. Um, uh, I, I just feel it straight away. So then the event started and the room was absolutely packed. People, you could just see, come on, everyone was cheering, proper loving How many people that. were there? There must have been 800 to 1,000 people. They said 500, but there was more than 500 people there because the room was, you couldn't get any more well, people in. It was in Long Beach, right? No, it was uh, in Los Angeles, next to Hollywood somewhere, in, in a big, big church. Oh, wow. And I thought it was like at the convention center. No, I thought where well, I thought we'd been somewhere nice at, but it wasn't. It wasn't in the best location. So he started talking, and I'm thinking, so this event, if you let's see if there is 500 people there, it's 200 dollars a pop. There's 100 grand he's generated, right? Yeah. But there's 800 people there. That's 160 grand he's generated, right? So you're thinking this event's generating 160 grand. It's well, going to be shit hot, right? Right. Well, we're going to get onto the business side of it in a minute, right? Right. About the business side of the event. I want to know about what was that, what actually went down well, while the, you were there. This, this one, this, so, so that's what I'm getting to. So I'm thinking, because this event's that successful. So I gets there, so he starts talking, and he's got the mic, and I don't know if this will work, Ernie. So he's talking, and it sounds like this, and he's talking really loud. He's got the mic so close to his mouth, and it's just loud as fuck. So no one's told him, like, no one can hear anything. Like, like no one's, like, saying, come on, mate, get the mic away from your mouth a little bit and, and, yeah. and talk. And... Um, and I'm thinking, oh, and then someone tells him. So you couldn't tell what he was saying? I couldn't understand much, and I'm getting a bit frustrated, you know what I'm like? I'm like, oh, come on, mate, sort this shit out. This shit eventually will be better organised. Yeah. So someone says, oh, take the mic away from your mouth. So he took the mic away from his mouth, and then he put it straight back in his mouth. <laughs> anyway, so he's talking, and the content that he's saying, what I could hear, was real good. 
So most of it was lectured to start. Yeah, to start it was lectured. And then the the big thing that everyone went for on top of the ice baths was the breathing exercises. This is some of the maddest shit and some of the maddest experience that I've ever had in my life. So he's got everyone lying, everyone's lying on the yoga mats. And it's he starts off with it's it's just it's breathing. It's like yeah. Uh, so you just led like flat on your back, lie, out. lie on your back, flat yeah. on your back. Flat on your back, uh, just chilling right next to someone, like cl- even closer than we are now, because it was that rammed. Yeah. And it's a deep breath in, then out, like that. Yeah. And then f- f- uh, forty or fifty times, and then the, then when it gets to the end, at the fortieth or fiftieth time, he's counting down, and it gets to the end, you you breathe in, all the way in, and then out, and hold it. And then you hold in your breath for two minutes, mate, or more. Uh, that was like the challenge you had told you. No, it wasn't a challenge. It was just do it for as long as you could. And you didn't realize like how you long didn't realize. And then and then it's out, shoots out. And then and then when you need to breathe, breathe in, hold it again. Shit. And then out. But at the same time, he's playing he's playing this music, mate. Listen, this is gonna make you laugh. <laughs> like some tribal African. This music's playing. And you Sounds intense. It's not. So, oh, yeah, that's like tribal stuff. Mate, and I'm there, I'm thinking, what the fuck? I've paid $200 to breathe and listen to this bullshit music. Am I fucking crazy or what? But, mate, and then that just went in my head and come out of my head in sleepers. Can you hear me on this music? Right? So, listen, so this music's playing. And then, who is that? Is that on Spotify? No, this is if you type in Wim Hof. Uh, oh, it's, it's well, this is easy. this is him. Shit. So the music's playing in the full rooms. <sighs> it's getting faster, mate. Right? I'm gonna leave this on, and then I'm starting to get tingles in my body. Like in a good, in a good way. In a good way. I'm getting t- t- intensely getting about it. No, I'm getting ting- <laughs> I'm getting tingles in my toes, and then it's like hold, then hold after the, he's counting down. But as well as this music, he's talking, seeing, and getting released, and all this stuff out of your body, and all this. Yeah. And you know, I'm so it's the, like meditation, really. And, kind of. And I'm, you know, I'm the least person into this spiritual bullshit in the world, yeah, and yeah. not religious, all that shit. But this shit, it's getting us. And right. I'm like, thinking, fucking hell. And then uh, he's talking, and then it's like the last 10, he's counting down 10 breaths. And then hold. And then you're holding. And then he's talking while you're holding. You're holding your breath. And the full room's. Is he, is he, is he, the, the stuff he's talking about, is he motivating you? Is it's it like motiv- motivating it's, it's motivating you, it's making like you... F- getting you to switch off. Ah, it's making you feel good. Uh, so he's playing all this music. And then, and then as soon as, as soon as the 52 of you hold your breath, and then he says, all right, let's do it again. And you do it again. Mate, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, mate. But then into the second time, I want to turn this music off now. In, <laughs> in, the, in the second time round, uh, like now, my body's really tingling, and like me, legs everywhere. My legs, my yeah. toes, me, me face, and but you feel good though, right? It's I feel like good. A, it's not like. Have you ever been on a holiday where they've got them laughing gas balloons, like the helium balloons? Or no, not helium. It's like the balloons where if you've been to a beefer or you've been uh, it was a beef where I had them or, or Magaluf or anywhere like that where you breathe the balloons in. Yeah. <laughs> In and out, uh, it's supposed to make you laugh, but if you keep doing it and doing it, doing it you're fucking moaned and your body's tingling and all that. Yeah. It's kind of that <laughs> kind of feeling, which is addictive. 
So now it's the second time, and I'm like, whoa, this is weird. And and I, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but I f- start feeling like I was going to cry. Uh, for some reason, I start feeling some emotion. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah. Then, then that's after- meditation for you. You, you. So you're supposed to cry when you meditate because it's it, crying, like biologically, it's like that's stress relief. That's that like ultimate stress relief. You right. cry, you feel amazing after it. And so I've I've done a, a couple of those heart opening meditations, the ones I recommended on a other podcast, and and it makes me think of like really deep shit, like people that have died or whatever and stuff like that. And you start crying, and then as soon as you finish, you feel amazing. I've never thought about so this is interesting, like that. right? Yeah, because uh, if you think, that sounds right. You're getting rid of all this yeah, shit. Oh yeah, man. Exactly. I never I out. never did cry. Better out than in. I, you definitely. I, I I kept it. I, I kept it in and should have left let it go out. But then it's again, next one, all right, hold your breath. And I'm holding my breath, and as I'm holding my breath, my body's tingling, my mind's gone weird, and I'm, and I'm thinking, is this dangerous? Is this dangerous? Yeah. You know, I, I'm starting to get worried. And then as soon as I've held my breath for, this is another two and a half minutes or whatever I'm holding my breath for, it's like, then go again. Shit. So what I'm doing here, it's a, you're inhaling everything. And just letting out normal, yeah. a little bit. You can everything, letting out normal. So it's like oxygen overload. Yeah, right. exactly. That's why you can hold your breath for so long. Right. Then I'm doing it again. Me, just you, building up your oxygen reserves. Like my crazy. face goes tight. My lips are like <laughs> like a fish, and me my face are all tense, and my full body's like. I've never took a drug in my life. You you can vouch for us for that. I've yeah. never took a drug in my life, but this is what I think is a drug would be like, or being high would be like. I might be totally drunk. I, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm floating or some bullshit. Right. And, I, and I've heard that everyone experiences this shit differently. But I, 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 it was great for me. And then it was like, hold your breath. And then he, I'm holding my breath for, forever. And then he's like, all right, now let it out. And I thought, no, it feels too good. And I kept it in for about another 30 seconds while everyone's chilled. Right. Because I was feeling that good. Yeah. So that experience there was weird, mate. It was class. That's weird. So now that you've explained all this to me and I've got a picture for what he's doing, it seems like he's just doing like mega group meditation with like a cult following. Like he's right. got a great fan base. Yeah. But it's it sounds like, yeah, it's like a big, huge group meditation type yeah. thing, which is... I could, and the, you hit the nail on the head. Something that it struck with me was when you said... It's a it could be addictive, right? That's obviously why he's like smashing it now. Smashing he's got, it. I just seen his Twitter before, he's like 50,000 followers on Twitter now, and he's selling out these uh live events and stuff. You know, he's doing really well. And I think the what you said is that it's addictive, people are going back and it's using, addictive. consuming what he's offering. And I don't know how effective it is. Obviously, I loved it, but mm. I was at the same time, I'm going to be honest, I was thinking. Can this be healthy? Can, can can your body? Why is why is my body tingling? Why is my mouth all tensed? How long was that? Section? It was about fifteen minutes. See, that's nothing. 10, that's 15 just a minutes. 10, 15 minute meditation, and you felt amazing. Well, mate, I I got up. Some people. That's why I said everyone gets different effects from it, right? Mm. And when going into their event, one of the one of the things of advertising that gives you energy. Some people, after done that, they were up on the feet and they were fucking bouncing about and they were like, "Way full of life." I was the opposite. I was monk. Like chilled. Yeah. I was chilled. Like, yeah. and, and then I got up and I was like, so it, I was a bit dizzy and it like, whoa. W- works for people in different ways. I think it depends on like what you you can get what you want from meditation. I suppose. Right. Sometimes I'll do 
I, most of the ones I do are to, for, to sleep. So I do them before sleep. So I, I feel like how you yeah. felt like just knocked out, but like really positive before I sleep. And then, it, yeah, like the, the Headspace app, you can get different meditations for different moods and different effects. But did he tell you before going in, like, this is going to make you feel more energized or this is designed to make you feel more energized or more chilled or whatever? Did yeah. he give you any kind of no, that's, idea? That's the thing, and that's what, like, some of the notes that I took about the event where I could have been better because he was talking at, at the beginning and he was talking for about 15, 20 minutes. One thing that I can't see about him, he talks too much. Right. You know, uh, during the breathing stuff. No, no, that was the or best part. Right. But like, he likes the sound, sound of his own voice. I don't know if he's, he likes the sound of his own voice, but he talked too much and he went on for too long, and it, it made the event an hour and a half too long. So, how long was the whole event? It it should have been from uh, twelve till four, but I, I left at four. But it, I think I left at half four. It would have went on about half five. I'm guessing. Mm. Uh, but it was amazing. And yeah, like when he was talking, he just starts saying, all right, so everyone breathe in. And, I was, and everyone was like, well, people start doing it. And I was like, I'm going to not explain what, what exactly we're doing right now. It right. Should, that, that should have been better. And like I said, with the mics at, at the beginning was a bit messed up. And then uh, there was just a few things in the event where what should have been done a lot smoother. But I've got a feeling that them things are going to get ironed out. I don't know if this is one of the first events he's done like this. Right. I'm sure it's not, but... I'm sure them them things will get ironed out eventually. Yeah. So it was four hours long. It was four hours long. Uh, and then what was the ice bath component? So, you know, I've had ice baths. I've been doing ice baths for the last 10 years uh, in training camps or whatever, for forever. And that, that I kind of feel like the ice baths is more of a gimmicky thing on, the, on top of the breathing right. for this because... It's paddling pools. Ten people get in. You get in. It's up to your belly button because you're sitting down. So really, you all, all all you're really icing is your balls, yeah, <laughs> uh, and your legs, you know. And you get in for two minutes. Where I think to get a effective ice it. bath, it needs to be at least eight minutes. That's what I personally feel. Uh, so I, I got in. I ran the front of the queue and got in, and then I left before the queue near the end. Uh, so I, th I think that's more of a gimmicky thing because he's the ice man. I think the the big thing, well, especially for me, people might people who's not ice bath before might have got something from that, but for me, the the big thing was the was the breathing, you know. Right. And then it's funny because yesterday, uh, not to, yeah, it was it was last night. I noticed Aubrey Marcus has po posted something on uh, on his was it on his on his Facebook page or, or his Twitter page about about breathing, about this other med other breathing method that he's found that really helps working. So when we see Aubrey in June, yeah, uh, I'm going to get him on the podcast as well. We'll talk about that breathing method and, and see how that is. Yeah, I'd be class. Um, I'd love to pick Aubrey's brains about what he thinks about Wim Hof because, as we know, Aubrey's into some outsider stuff, and he like really yeah, he's outside off, the box, off the wall stuff, outside the box. So uh, yeah, go on. And and then the like the way my mind works. As soon as I left that event, I phoned Glenn. I, I, I called Glenn and I spoke to him. And the way my mind works, my my mind works, is weird. But I, I don't know if that's the. It's just the way I am. When I went into the event, I I don't. I go into the event, and automatically, my brain's thinking how this event can be better. How, yeah. how if this was my event, you, you start thinking from a, a business from the business straight yeah. away. From the moment I walked in and I seen him when he pulls over and that energy I felt that was amazing. The way the sign people in it was amazing. 
the microphones obviously what I said was shit and then I've got so many of the notes that was good yeah. and what was so many what was what was bad um, I, f- I find myself doing the same like, like when we go out and we just like eat or we're at the bar or whatever yeah. we do the same thing don't we always like pull up like shit customer service or like how miserable the waitresses or the person who's serving right. you and all that we're always like thinking like customer service and like oh this could be you know what I mean yeah. this could be better that could be better I saw I mean so I got a lot from the event with the, obviously with the breathing that that was the that was the best part and then then with the learning uh seeing how the, the sign people in and, and do the other things I how many people amazing. were working for him how many staff did he have I, there was about i would say 10 wow 10 and like i said he's generating between 100 yeah. and 160 grand you know that's that's mind-blowing and, uh, yeah. and the thing that excited me about this right and the big thing that i got away from this and if you're a business owner this is what you can take away from this is what Wim Hof does. Well, I don't think it's him himself. I think it's some smart bastard who he's got working for him or working with him. Uh, it might be his son. Is when you watch all the videos of Wim Hof, if you're like me or like a lot of people, he makes you feel like, I need this. Mm. Not that I, oh, I, I might want to try it, but he makes you feel like, shit, you need this in your life. Yeah. Right? So, do, do you know an, another good example of that recently? I find, and this is kind of what creates that culty type thing, is to give a couple more examples. Aubrey Marcus has done that with On It. Right. I feel like people think they need On It. Yeah. What was, uh, in the, was in the supplements? Supplements, yeah. And then even with the training equipment, you need the steel mace, you need the, the steel yeah. clubs, you need the battle ropes. Yeah. You know? They've, they've done really well at that. And then Bulletproof is another example of that. Right. And, and I'm totally hook, line, and sinker on the Bulletproof yeah. stuff. But uh, that Dave Asprey guy is the same thing. You you need high-fat diet. You right. need a less low-carb diet. You need Bulletproof well, coffee. You need coconut oil. I'll whatever. tell you who the best people in the world are at that. Who the best people in the world are. Go on. These people. Right, yeah. Apple. True. Apple are the best people in the world at you need it at, at making you think you need it. You see, you've seen these new these new every time a new iPhone comes out, it's like I need this. You need the new one. Yeah. It's what's well, it got a better camera? I mean, the camera's already eight megapixels. It's already an amazing camera on the seven. I, th- I think the way they do it though is when they so they they do it deliberately with technology. You know, if 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 the seven comes out and you've got the six, right? Then you upgrade the software on the six. Right, yeah. Because, but that software that you're upgrading to is designed for the seven. Yeah. So then all of a sudden your battery starts draining a lot quicker and apps start slowing down and things start. And you're like, shit, this phone's dead. I've had it for like eighteen months, two years now. It's like, ah, the seven's out. I need it. But they've built the software for the new one, and they've made you upgrade the software on your phone, and it's not really designed for that older model of phone. So they 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 push you into the new phone that way. That's how I think they do it. Well, I, I think they do it by the, the marketing strategy. Well, yeah, the marketing When, when you see the videos too. of the new phones, it's like, whoa, I right. need this in my life. Oh, definitely. My you life drive down not... Lincoln, there's iPhone 7 billboards like every block, and you're like, oh, it looks class. Yeah. And you look down at your scratched up phone in your car, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I need this in my life. Yeah. So that's one thing I, I got out of that. And, and kind of what we do with the Boxing Moon Academy, we've not went down that route yet, but I, I, I start thinking, because them's the events that we put on is the Boxing Burn Academy. I don't, I don't think you should set out to be like that. I think that comes over time. Like, I don't think Aubrey with On It or 
uh, Dave Asprey with Bulletproof or even Wim Hof who are going to have set out and gone like, I'm going to create a cult following and make people think they need this product. Right. I think they've started out putting all their time and energy into their business and their passion and creating something unique. Yeah. And then because they've created something unique, they've got a unique selling point that people have been like, whoa, that's different. I like that. Then they've seen the benefits that it can bring and put the two together. This is different and I'm, I'm, I'm getting results from it. Right. So then that creates that cult following because yeah. this is different to what everybody else is doing and it's better and, and I'm getting results. That's what creates the cult following, I think. You know, yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, the product's got to be amazing. Yeah, definitely. Right. And when, when you see a cult following, I'm not a fan of the word cult. No, I'm not. Uh, so why are you using it? When I say like a cult following, I just mean a, a, a fan base that are, people are like into whatever you put out. Yeah. A new Onyx t-shirt comes out. Oh, I'm getting it. Boom, sold. The, the fighter and the kid. <laughs> yeah. They put a new t-shirt out and it's sold. Boom, like that, straight away. That's like what I'd say is a cult following. I don't mean it's like culty, like... The, the like KKK. Weird, yeah. I don't mean like in a weird way. I just mean they're, they're crazed, you know, they're really fanatical about that brand right. and, that, and that product. Y yeah. I, I, and it I, seems like Wim Hof's getting to that kind of level. Now. Right. I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, and, he, and he is. I just wouldn't use and the that's word just, just, I think the easiest way to put it down is just success. You know, he's creating, he's creating turning success. a lot of people onto what he's doing. I Obviously just, having the right team around him. Right. Just, just like uh, Aubrey's done up there. It's on his website here on the Wim Hof method.com, I think it is. Um, it sums it up pretty good. The Wim Hof, on the front page, it's the Wim Hof Method is based on the three powerful pillars, cold therapy, breathing, and commitment. And then at the bottom, it just lists all the benefits. So it's like, here's what we're offering, cold therapy, breathing, and, and right. commitment, right? Those are the three pillars. And then underneath, it's just increased energy, better sleep, heightened focus and determination, improved sports performance, creativity, faster recovery. Lists all these, or reduced stress levels. Straight away, you're like, oh, that hits you. Yeah, the that one, points. that one. I need to reduce that, exactly. Yeah. Bulletproof do the exact same thing. When you walk in, it says benefits may include but not limited to. And it says, like, increased productivity, better energy. Right. You know, more focus, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you, straight away you're zoned into how it's going to improve your life. One one thing I did love about Wim Hof was he's like, I'm, I'm uneducated, uneducated. I left school with nothing. And now I'm teaching professors. He said that he's teaching professors and doctors and 40,000 nurses his method because he's done, they've done tests on him and he can increase his adrenaline through his breathing methods. Wow, that's insane. I want to know how to do that. I know. Well, that well, not... sounds like what you did. Yeah, I mean... I mean, your adrenaline must have been through the roof when you something happened just led made, there, like, something feeling happened amazing, us. yeah. I felt like I was on yeah. crack cooking you know, or something. It felt, it felt so good. <laughs> but it's controlled, though. You've yeah. made it happen. Right. Yeah, and, and, and like I was saying, if to people who listen to this, who's business owners are looking to do whatever they do, is I think that's a great way of doing it, is trying to let people feel like they need your product. And, yeah. oh, so there's a video by a guy called Simon Snook. Have you, do you know much about him yet? That's the guy that talked about the millennials. Yes. Yeah, I've seen the that So video. his most famous video is... It's called uh, about the why. Or, uh, see, it's not, not that famous. I don't even know the word of it. It's a uh, what is it about called again? The the why generation. No, no. It's it's about the marketing techniques that Apple use. Right. Uh, if you if you just type in Simon Snook Snook into uh, how do you spell his last name? <laughs> I'm gonna have to find this now. 
But he's an absolute stud. He's he does TED talks and all that. Right. And uh, can you pull f- him up, Ernie? Do you have anything there? Simon S- Simon Cynic. S- yeah, so it's, it's like a Simon S I N E K. Simon Sneak. And start with why. That's that's the video. Start with why. Right. That's a that there tells you exactly. Oh, about, he's British. Uh, he's a British guy. He is. British American I mean, author, motivational speaker, and marketing consultant. Yeah, he's just. Yeah, I've seen that video of him talking about uh, millennials in the workplace. It's a really good one. I re- really recommend watching that because it's so true. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to try that Wim Hof method. I would recommend it. I would, even though I was getting a bit pissed off at their event that I was taking so long and that they were talking too much. And mm. even even some of the staff was saying, "Wait, you, you like come on, we're in a, we're in a rush here." Right. And he was like, "Nah, there's no program on life. We just keep going." I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I want to get through this. I right, right. Yeah, it's all right for you, but some of us have got places to be. <laughs> uh, so, but I would recommend it. I would recommend it, and. Uh, and I think I will continue to try and do it again. Yeah. But I've got to prepare myself because... The he has online programs and stuff that you can sign up to and all that stuff. He has. There. He's got the online course, the 10-week course. And another great marketing thing that I want to talk to you about after is... As soon as I left the course, I got an automatic email sent to us. Hey, Tony, thank you for Thanks taking for the win off yeah. course. You've got one month to sign up for this for 50% off off this Wim Hof 10-week course. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Nice. Nice. And now them 800 people in there are going to sign up. I bet you're hard oh, yeah. to sign up. Definitely. You know? That's smart marketing. He's making bank, mate. He's making bank. And we're hoping to try and get him on here as well, right? In the next few yeah, few. Yeah, but months. he just follows on Twitter. Because I tweeted about him and he doesn't follow many people. So that's good. Well, uh, what else? No, it's good. I opened my eyes to, to what he's about and what he does because I knew a little bit and I mainly just thought of him as somebody who works on breathing practices and, and techniques and hangs out in ice for a few hours. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, way more clear on what he does now. So it's opened my eyes. Hopefully people listening will go and check mm-hmm. him out and maybe try some Would you try stuff. it? Did I sell it to you with that uh, crazy feelings that I told you about? I, I would try it. Yeah, just to see, just to see what's going on. Right. I'd prefer to do it on my own terms, though, rather than in like an event full of hundreds of people. Because I just, that's just my personal preference. Yeah. Well, I thought I would be the same, yeah. and I went in there with open mind. I thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it. You know, yeah. I'm gonna try it. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Learning well, all the time. Well, all thank you for listening. If you're watching this on uh, YouTube, look at these new T-shirts that we've just got in box and Santa Monica T-shirts. You like Are they, they're going to be up on the store they'll soon, be on the it? website uh, in a week or so on boxandburn.com uh, these t-shirts I just wanted something with boxing on because people yeah. like to wear boxing yeah. if it's boxing gloves or the word boxing you know, I love that t-shirt like, it's so like, basic it's but like, it's like, it just looks like a newspaper headline or something it's, it's like Nike you know? yeah it's class that's where I copied the idea from yeah. I never really copied the idea just so put fun. a swoosh above it <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright thanks for listening until next time see you later thanks everyone